First, take action every single day, every single day, moving the needle a little closer to your goal. We call them small wins in the Rhino tribe. Every day we get small wins. Like, you know, ultimately uh, we want to work on our, our list of landowners. And then we want to mail that list. And then we want to answer the phone or have Pat live answer the phone, then check the email, then communicate with the seller, then send our buyer out there to look at it after we get it under contract. So it's all these small little wins adding up. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, Rhino Nation? Hey, do you have a pride in your work as a professional, as an American, but you feel like you lack control or feel limited in your time? But if you invest in land, you own land, land that is American land, you can experience freedom, freedom of time, freedom of finances, and freedom of geography. I'm Brent Bowers, and join me on my show where each and every episode we learn how to invest in land, make money with American land, and as a real estate investor, so you can earn the freedom you want and deserve. On this episode, I've got an amazing guest today. Uh, this guy jumped in with both feet. There was no dipping your toe in the water. We gave him instruction. He took the action and he's getting the result and I'm sure a ton of education from it. So what I love about this guest today is uh, before I let the cat out of the bag, like he's just absolutely crushing it. He's the most humble dude I've ever met. He's always posting really cool, like amazing inspirational quotes on Facebook. So it fires me up. And he's also just a, a valuable part of our Land Sharks community in the Rhino tribe. Uh, without further further ado, how are you today, Kenny? Hey, I'm doing good, Brett. I appreciate you, you know, for having me on the podcast. Dude, my pleasure. I've been looking forward to this for a very long time. I was actually waiting for one of your massive, massive deals to have closed. And I don't know, it may have closed. It might be an escrow still, but I couldn't wait any longer. So I just sent you the text message the other day. Let's do a podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit of what you did before. Like, how are you pulling this amazingness off that you're doing? I just want to know all about you. You know, I've actually been trying to get into real estate since 2018, like kind of like late December 2017 is when I was introduced to like real estate and wholesaling and stuff like that. You know, so in that whole process, you know, I kind of jumped in and was really trying to, you know, make a killing in real estate. And, uh, you know, it didn't really work out the way I wanted to. So I figured uh, I might as well, you know, go ahead and sharpen some of my skills that I got. And that's when I started getting jobs. Like I started, I was working at like a restaurant, being a server. Then when I figured that game out, then that's when I wanted to go ahead and be a salesman. Those kind of jobs kind of helped me polish my skills because I felt like in real estate, there's a lot of like selling and there's a lot of like sales skills, you know, so just getting a good understanding of that, I figured will be like beneficial to me in the long run. I'm over here in the German, in the Maryland area. Real estate is it's, it's pretty hot over here, but it's not as hot as the other areas that people always know, like New York and Texas and Florida, like those are really hot markets. I love it, man. That's amazing. So one thing I heard you say really that stood out to me, and I think you said it a couple of times, was serving. You know, you were a server. Are you still serving? Are you still uh, working in the, in the restaurant industry? Uh, no, I'm not. Well, what I love about that is just that word serving. You know, do you, would you say that you're still serving sellers and buyers? <laughs> yeah. 
all the time because at the end of the day, like, yeah, we make we make money. But I have deals where like the sellers told me that they had the property for so long and they didn't know what to do with it. And they were glad that I was able to help them sell the property, you know. So like it's like those kind of uh, little gestures that, you know, make me happy about doing what I do. Yeah, I love that. And, and I could see that now I I'm understanding more why you've been so successful at this, because I feel like everyone should, you know, work commission only job for a while. Uh, everyone should serve in the restaurant industry for a little while just to understand like what it's like to work for tips and what it's like to deal with humans and emotions and aggravations and oh and hangry uh that's like a word my wife coined for me was hangry like i don't let my wife get hungry man uh because Mm. i don't want to get in trouble or i don't want to get yelled at so you're dealing with people sometimes at the worst times in their lives when they're hungry so would you say that you were able to take that service industry your restaurant industry to the real estate uh, market or the actual real estate business that you've created today? When we think of real estate, we just see a lot of like people cashing checks and stuff like that online and stuff. Honestly, it actually takes a lot to be able to get a deal done. And there's a lot of like managing that has to happen, you know, especially if you're like a wholesaler, you know, you're, you're, you have to like manage the buyers and manage the sellers. Tell them like, you know, if things are taking a little bit longer than usual, you have to kind of like just explain to them like, oh, well, this is what this and that, this and that. And Why are my drinks taking so long? <laughs> exactly. Right. So it's like the same thing where you kind of just have to calm everybody down. And um, those are the kind of like traits that, you know, I learned while I was a server, while I was being a salesman. Just like you mentioned, people drinks taking too long. Food comes out wrong. The chef cooks undone, you know, just, just little stuff like that, where they can blame you easily and they can get mad and you can, you can get mad with them. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you're going with the thought that, Hey, it's an honest mistake. And, you know, you're, you're going to be able to make everything right. I love that. All right. So what did that first deal look like? I want to hear about that. And then I want to hear about the deal progression and then like what you're doing today. Uh, Honestly, like I always try to wholesale houses. That was always the thing. And I thought that was that was the only thing. So I was cold calling. I was cold calling for that whole year. And in July, it was in June. I cold called a seller, and I'm like, "Hey, is your house available for sale? Like, would you be interested in selling it?" And he said, "No, but I have this other property right here that I'll be interested in getting rid of it." You know, when he said rid of it, I was like, "Damn, I was rid of it!" Like, that means he must really <laughs> not. <laughs> he must really not want it. So I asked for the address and stuff like that and I asked a couple of questions because I th- I was thinking it was a house, but it was actually not a house and it was like a flat piece of land. And then I was like, ah, man, I don't really know. I don't know too much about land, this and that. And he was like, yo, yo, if you really want it, you know, I'm really looking to sell it. I really need to sell it. And he was talking about he had, some, he had a couple of issues going on around his life that he, he just needed the money. And I was like, dude, I don't really know about land, man. I think I just have to get at a really, really good discount. And uh, I was asking him, I was like, yo, what are you what are you looking for? What do you want to get for it? Because I don't want to make an offer that's going to insult you or anything like that. And he said, dude, just make me an offer. Make me an offer. Make me an offer. And I just said, all right, all right. So I go, I do some research. I didn't even know what kind of research I was doing because <laughs> I didn't know what to look for. But all I know is that I looked at the assessor's uh, page, like in the county, and it said the value was assessed at this price. And I was like, man, there's no way like land is worth this much. 
So I just kind of went off that and I said, well, you know, I made my offer kind of like really low. I think it was worth like 80. And I came to like to him at like 30, 33 or something like that. And I made that offer and I was like, dude, I don't even know if this is a good offer, but I'm willing to see if I can make it work at this price. And he was like, yeah, uh, I just have to think about it. So, you know, I'm saying, all right, man, just let me know. You know, at the end of the day, I want to work with you and things like that. We want to want to do business. And so he calls me back the next day. He's like, all right, well, let's do it. Let's move at that price. And I was scared. I was like, (laughs) what do I do now? You know, what do I do? Holy crap. I can't believe he accepted that offer at 41 cents on the dollar. It's worth 80 and you offered 33,000. You just got to a piece of land, American land, like the, like the pride of like everyone wants to own land Yeah, 40, like less than half off. I mean, yeah. imagine you walk into Walmart, they're selling a 72 inch TV for 40, 40, or really 60 cents off, like 60% off the retail yeah. price. Like who's not going to pull that trigger. You might not even want another TV. You just buy it, <laughs> but yeah. this is land even this better. Land. I had no idea, you know, what to do. So I had a couple of real estate contracts. So I figured, hey, I don't really know if this is the price, but let me see if I can protect myself in a way where, you know, I can be able to take control of the deal and at least see if it makes it work. So, you know, my real estate contract had like a, an escape clause where I had like 30 days of like due diligence and, you know, closing six days and stuff like that. You know, he signed it and then I want, I didn't even know how to advertise it. So I kind of went, I like put it on random pages, like offer up, Placed it on uh, oh, Craigslist, us. placed it on, and I placed it on Facebook Marketplace. So I placed it on all, on all those three channels because uh, those, those were like the buy and sell channels that I knew of. So I placed it on those channels and I was getting some inquiries, mainly through Facebook, maybe mainly through Facebook Marketplace. I was getting inquiries and people were interested in buying, but people were offering me lower than what I got it for Oh, so I didn't really know, like this was my first deal. So I didn't really know. I thought it it should only take like 30 to 45 days to close. Yeah. And it got to the 30 day limit. And then I was like, oh man, I don't have a buyer yet. So, but I had a couple of offers already. So you told um, the seller that, right? You just told the seller, Hey, I don't have the buyers yet. Yeah. You were, you were transparent with them. You didn't hide anything from them. Uh, I didn't hide anything. I told him, I went back to him. I said, Hey, look, man. You know, I thought we could be able to move it at 33, but, you know, there's a couple of, I was just going off the feedback that buyers were telling me. There's like a couple of issues with the land. Apparently you need about this much to build, you know, so nobody can really do anything too much with the property unless they just want to buy to hold it. And I said, Hey, you know, me and my partner, we're, we, he actually wants to be at uh 25,000. Well, my partner told me he wants to be at 25,000. And I told him, I said, Hey, but you know, if we can make it work between you and I around like, I don't know, like 20, 23, then I'd be happy with just doing a deal like that. And so he said, oh, well, that's a lot lower than I really wanted to. And the offer you gave me, I already mentally spent it. And I was like, look, man, I totally understand if you can't do it. And I like, I'm not going to, you know, saying pressure you to not do it. But yeah, you um, showed empathy. like you showed that you understood, like, look, I, yeah. I understand. Yeah, I like that. And I told him, I was just, just think about it, man. Just think about it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, just think about it. And he was like, all right, man, I'm going to think about it because I, I could just give it to my son. But I was like, but you told me like your son doesn't want it. So look, man, just think about it. 
And I just left it at that. And I was at the mall when I said that. I was like, just think about it. When I got home from the mall, I look at the email and he's like, all right, man, let's do it at 25. And I said, okay. So I, I changed the contract. I put it at 25,000. And then I go to my buyer. I'm like, look, man, the buyer couldn't do uh, 25. Let's do 30. And he said, no, nah, I can't do 30. But he was gonna, he was wanting to do like 27,500. And I was like, all right, man, what if you can do 27,500? You have to take care of the closing costs and then we'll be good. And then so he was like, yeah, that's fine. You know, it was a retail buyer. So he was kind of nervous about the whole thing. Uh, so I had to go out there. I had to kind of like meet him in person at the property and, you know, present myself to the way where he would trust me to, to at least do business with me. And I leveraged, you know, the title company. I told him, hey, look, man, if you don't really trust me, you have to trust the title company because they do this for a living. So right. if you don't want to give me your earnest money deposit or anything like that, just go put it at the title company and go give it to them and they'll hold it. And, you know, what I'm saying like we just wait to close. And uh, that's what he did. And uh, that's how I ended up closing, man. I made uh, like two thousand five hundred on that deal. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. You just did it. That yeah. you, you just kept walking. And I want to I want to point out some stuff that you recognize from your seller. You heard motivation. I kept hearing motivation. I got to get rid of it. It's a flat piece of land, flat. Like I heard you say that. So that was intriguing to you because I know where you're at and it's not always flat over there. Right. You know, really need to sell it. Your seller said that really need to, mm-hmm. I really need to sell it. it. Had money issues. You know, he needs money. What do you want to get rid of it for that you asked? I love mm-hmm. that you asked that question. So you were kind of dancing the dance with him and 99 out of hundred people are not going to sell their land for a crazy massive discount. Yeah. But this guy... Guys like this that are motivated or have a challenge or have a monkey on their back or they need to get rid of this problem. And he had an issue. He you solved this problem and he was motivated. Yeah. That's awesome. Dude, $2,500. Like the way you just said that, like, oh, it was only $2,500, but that's that's means the world for some people. An extra $2,500 yeah. around Christmas time right now. I mean, phenomenal. It like, is. Honestly, I said it that way. And I think it's just because I've, Obviously, did a lot more deals at a lot more price, a higher price. But um, that deal was like the the best deal. I actually like cried walking out the title company because because oh. <laughs> yes. it, it took so long. And then I was like, "Yo, this is like the best money I've ever made." <laughs> yes, yes, and you helped awesome. that guy, and you helped yeah. the buyer. It's a win, win, win. <laughs> you helped your seller, you helped yourself because you made twenty five hundred dollars, and you helped your buyer. Yeah, like, ultimately, the best you know, deal out of integrity. You know, you didn't talk the guy into, you know, giving his land away. He mm-hmm. talked himself into it. So, yeah. all right, let's, I know, let's talk about now more what you got. You got a system going on. You've you got a, a structure for this. Like, let's talk about that. And then I want to get into like your favorite deal. Okay. Like, obviously, right. no, I shouldn't say your favorite deal. Cause I think that was your favorite deal. Your systems, like what does your business look like? Like what does Kenny's real estate look like right now? I love that. You, that's what you got your name as. Kenny's real estate on your Zoom. Uh, what does Kenny's real estate business look like now? I was doing a lot. Of, I was doing a lot of cold calling before, you know, but I switched over to uh, direct mail. It was just kind of a little bit more hands off. The leads I was getting from direct mail were a lot, a lot more quality leads. So I kind of stuck with the direct mail channel. And now I'm actually before I was like sending mail 
and answering the calls myself, asking them the questions and all of that. But I was actually able to find like a service, like an answering service that works 24 uh, seven. Pat Live is what I was is what I'm using. You know, I'll send out my mail and I'll put a number and now when customers call that number, it goes to the answering service and they answer the phone call. I give them a list of like questions that I just want them to ask real quick. And they ask those questions and they delivered pretty much kind of like in an email format to my email. And from that point, I take the information. Uh, I have a CRM that I think you're the one that put me onto the, the CRM. It's a uh, pipe drive. Love pipe um, drive. So I put all the information in that CRM and, you know, I'm either when I do some research, I'm either uh, sending an offer to like the house or sending it via email or I'm calling them to to make the offer. So that's pretty much how I got my system placed. Love that. Yeah. CRM, just to, basically for the listeners, it's just, you know, where your leads are going. That way you can follow up, you can track them, you can, you can know the next time you need to call them to check in and see if they're willing to take that offer, that uh, anchor price you just gave them. So yeah. All right, let's talk about what everyone wants to hear. Like, let's talk about the big juicy deals now that you're doing. I want to I want to hear about one of those. I'm doing a couple of really, really big uh, deals. One of them, I'm just like, at least just aiming to see if I can get it. The second deal, it's also taking the longest time too. this deal. Probably taking like, it's only been like over like 100 days or so. But um, if that deal closes, I should be able to make like, I think 25,000 on that deal. But let's talk about a deal that I've already closed. <laughs> I think uh, there was this one deal that I've closed. I think it was in, it was in uh, North Carolina. Okay. So, not even in your market. Not even in my market. So uh, the seller, I called the seller and I asked him. I think I was asking about like one of the, uh, I had called about the land that the, she had in Maryland. And she said, hey, no, uh, you know, we, we are looking to sell that piece of land, but um, we have this other land in North Carolina. We're, we're willing to get rid of it. I said, rid of it, like, why? Well, what's wrong with the property? And she says, oh, it has a house that's being torn down. Um, you know, it, has ne- it hasn't been taken care of for the last, I think she said, like, five to seven years or something like that. And I was like, damn, like, what well, this is what, like, you guys don't want to live there no more? And she's like, no, you know, so we're willing to sell that. And I was like, all right, man, well, it sounds pretty decent because it had a house already on there, you know. But I, I looked at it like it was just like just land because that house pretty much just needed to get torn down. And she was like, yeah, we're willing to sell that one. So I said, man, well, I'm willing to take a look at it. It's not in my market, but I can do some research. And I did some research on it. You know, I made her an offer because the land, I think the property was worth maybe like thirty five thousand. And I made an offer. I said, yeah, it's probably worth in its condition, maybe like, I don't know, uh, 10000 So I made her the offer of $10,000. I said, hey, look, I think this is what it's worth. I'm still going to have my guy go out there and take a look at it and inspect the property and all of that. So we went out there and, well, he went out there, uh, one of my buyers, and checked out the property. And he said it was just in horrible shape. So I went back to the seller. I said, yo, I, look, I thought we could make work at 10. Honestly, like in the shape that it is, I think that we probably have to get it at a lower price. But if that's something that you guys aren't willing to do, then I completely understand. And I told them my offer. I said, hey, I think we can really be at 3,500 or something like that. And I made that offer and I said, hey, 
I think this is really where we need to be at. So she thought about it. It was her and her husband. And she was like, all right, let's do it. We won't, we won't even want to deal with that property anymore. And I was shocked. I was like, I never really thought that anybody went accept an offer like that. And she accepted it. And I was like, all right, cool. And uh, I went back to my buyer and I said, hey, look, because I had advertised it for, I think I think I had it on the market for 20,000. He was like, well, I can do, I can do probably 10,000 on it. So he did, he did 10. So we put on the, on the contract for 10 and then we sold it. I think it was like in total 10,500. And then he took care of the closing calls. So I made about, I think like, I think 7,500 on that deal. But it was really good because like, it was not even in my market. I didn't know anybody in that market. I didn't have any buyers in that market. I didn't have any title companies in that market. All right. We got to wait. We got everyone's waiting for this bell. <laughs> $7,500. And we're going to get into it. But first, the victory bell. Sweet. All right. So, what I heard the entire time was oh, extreme right. resourcefulness. You know, did you have all the answers when you called that lady? Asking her if, she, if her land was for sale in Baltimore. No. And then she had some land that was for sale in North Carolina. No, you figured no. them out as you went. Like we have the answers enough to get us through right now. And then tomorrow's answers will come tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What I love about that is you also sent your buyers. Who else better to go than your buyer? The one that's going to pay the money. Yeah. The local attorney that can do business there. I mean, I just kept saying resourcefulness, resourcefulness, resourcefulness. How long would you say from the time that you spoke with that woman the first time to that $7,500 went into your bank account? How long did that entire process take you? Um, that deal was the quickest deal I've probably done. That deal actually took about 30 days overall. And I was, I, was, I was surprised because like even the attorney told me that it usually doesn't take that long. And I was like, all right, man, well, why is this one any different? And they said, I don't know. I guess we just work faster than, than usual at that period of time. And they probably also weren't busy too. So they, you know, I was probably, you know, one of the clients that they had that, you know, they were like, oh, well, let's let's do this. But yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. All right. So how long have you been doing land? You know, just give me a rough, like, you know, how many months, I guess, years. Um, I started October 2020. And so it's probably been about like a year now, year and, and some change. Wow. So just not even a year and a half. Yeah. And... How many land deals, how many deals would you say you've done already Honestly, on the whiteboard? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't written up. I don't, I haven't updated with my past two deals. So I would say maybe like 12, 13 deals so far. 12 to 13 deals. So about a deal a month. Yeah. Awesome, man. I love it. So, you know, you just jumped in, you know, anybody listening to this, Kenny has resourcefulness and he just takes action. And, you know, if you can give any advice to our listeners, to Rhino Nation right now, what would that be? And then I'm going to ask you a second question. If you can give any advice to Kenny early, well, let's just say mid-2017, what would that be as well? So it's a kind of two-part question. What would it be to the listeners and what would it be to Kenny in mid-2017 when you're kind of just getting that, that egg corn, the seed that this has grown into? I would say to the listeners, I would tell them, there's a certain thing that comes with taking action. And there is like action where when you're trying to accomplish a goal, you really want the goal to happen as quick as possible. But that doesn't always happen. The goal doesn't always happen. But 
And I told my brother this too. I told him, hey, as long as you continue to take action, doesn't matter if it's one thing that day, the other thing that day, you just have to keep moving, uh, moving the needle closer to your goal. And just don't worry about how long it's taken. Just keep taking action on it and uh, tweak and improve what you can. And like, if you do that, like over time, like things are just going to happen. Like, you know, you're never going to take action and not get any results because like, you're going to get a result. It may not be the result you're looking for, but it's the result that needed to happen for you to be able to move to the next level of you being able to better accomplish that particular goal that you're trying to accomplish. I love that. To my 2017 self, I would have told him to not look at any other type of fields because I, I got so distracted, man. 2017, 2018, I was doing real estate and then, you know, real estate wasn't working as fast as I wanted it. And so I will look at, you know, other industries because people will like, I will see other people doing well in like um, e-commerce and I'll see people doing well in like these other fields. And I'm like, man, like maybe I should do that instead. Maybe that will mm. give me results faster. At the end of the day, that actually held me back a little bit because I would like stop doing the real estate thing. And instead of putting money in the real estate thing, I'll put money inside like these other type of business ventures that I will, you know, try to start. And um, I think that really slowed me down, man. I think that if I just kept on putting money towards real estate and investing in myself, I, I would have gotten my deal faster. So stay focused on yeah. one specific avenue, laser vision focus. I always use this example. You know, they, we put those blinders on the horses when they're pulling those buggies yeah. uh, because we don't want them to see anything else except for the road in front of them where, where you want them to go. And we've got people on that buggy and this, this, this giant horse, this massive horsepower, if he sees something on the side of the road or whatever that scares him, he can get off course, the shiny object, whatever, and kill mm -hmm. these people. So yep. we got to, we got to focus, we know, laser, there's reasons why we have lasers and these lasers cut through massive, uh, like chunks of steel is because it's extremely focused. So that's profound words. So first take action every single day. Every single day, moving the needle a little closer to your goal. We call them small wins in the Rhino tribe. Every day we get small wins. Like, you know, ultimately uh, we want to work on our, our list of landowners. And then we want to mail that list. And then we want to answer the phone or have Pat live answer the phone. Then check the email. Then communicate with the seller. Then send our buyer out there to look at it after we get it under contract. So it's all these small little wins adding up. So love it, Kenny. Anything else? Any last parting words you want to share? Yeah, man, it gets tough. It's a very simple concept to, to understand, but it's like implementing it is the hard part. And it's really tough to um, implement things and take action, especially when when you're down or when you don't feel like it or, you know, maybe you're having a bad day. It's hard to like stay motivated and it's hard to like to keep moving forward. But if like surrounding yourself with people who are you know, in that same field, surround people who are trying to accomplish the same thing that will really keep you on track because like, that's all I surround myself before. Uh, my family wasn't really understanding what I was trying to do, but that's why I kept on going to network meetings because I was wanting to stay surrounded with those people who were in the space that I was in. I love that. So what I'm hearing is you were surrounding yourself with people doing deals, doing land, winning. I heard yeah. that. You know, and, you know, the Bible even talks about you sleep with dogs, you wake up, you're going to have fleas. Mm -hmm. So don't sleep with dogs. Don't hang around people with the dog mentality, the, the negativity. 
And yeah. we obviously can't choose our family, but we could choose the people we hang around with. And you might say, Brent, I don't know anybody rich. I don't know anybody that's positive. Well, there's libraries filled mm-hmm. with books that you can you can check out for free. There's these podcasts, you know, the whole selling ink podcast. All we're doing is talking about wins that our students like Kenny are having. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and for a while there I had no clue how to surround myself with rich people because I wanted to be rich one day. I wanted to own all this land and own all this real estate, but I didn't know these people. So I started listening to podcasts just like this. And then I started taking courses just like what we offer at Wholesaling Inc. And then I started surrounding myself with the coaches. And you know that's how you surround yourself with higher quality people. But it starts with the meetups. Yeah. It starts with the books, the mm-hmm. biographies, the libraries, the audibles, the, the right podcast. Stop filling your mind with garbage. That's another thing, you know, if you're watching Netflix, if it's not a documentary or if it's Hulu or whatever, you know, turn that stuff off. So yeah. Kenny, thank you so much for being a go-giver today and, and sharing all your wisdom and, and what you, what you've accomplished in such a short amount of time. I'm, I'm super excited to see what you do in the next 13 months yeah. uh, with this and Rhino Nation. Here you have it. If you're looking to get started in land or real estate investing, you know, head on over to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land, schedule a call. We'd love to see what your, your, your goals are in real estate. If we feel like we're a great fit, I'd be honored to coach you. And again, that's wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Have a great day, Kenny. All right, man. You too. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.